Hello, and welcome to the Psychedelic Psychiatrist Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the discussion around all aspects of psychedelic medicine. This is also a space that hosts conversations about impactful personal journeys and a way to decrease stigma around these molecules and share our experiences with one another. So get ready for some deep dives and fun times. I'm your host, Juan Pablo Galindo. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. Hope everyone's having an awesome day out there today. Um, Today I wanted to discuss the topic and the question of, you know, once someone has received ketamine therapy, like now what? Now what happens? And so this podcast is for people that are currently going through ketamine therapy and wondering, like, you know, what's, what's next? Or people that are thinking about signing up for ketamine therapy and wondering, like, once, um, you know, it's, it's quote-unquote over, and wondering what the next steps are once an initial series of, of ketamine therapy is complete. So essentially, you've done ketamine therapy, you've done ketamine treatment, and now just wondering uh, where to go from here. Um, so the first thing I wanted to, to say is that one of the beauties of ketamine is that it does have an immediate benefit, especially with with depression and anxiety. Uh, they actually will sometimes uh, utilize ketamine in emergency psychiatric situations for people that have like really active, uh, severe suicidal ideation. Um, they will use ketamine because after one uh, treatment, it will decrease someone's suicidal ideation they can be more uh, stabilized and then move forward with more traditional um, therapy, traditional medications. And so even though ketamine has this immediate benefit, and that's why it's it's utilized and that's why it's such a special molecule, it's really important to take a step back and look at the the overall picture, look, look down the road in terms of, of one's um, healing uh, path. And so the way I look at it is, and this is what I tell my patients and my clients, is that in some ways, this is just the beginning of your healing journey. Um, And that the initial series of of ketamine treatments, ketamine-assisted psychotherapy treatments, is the beginning of your journey to healing. And so a lot of people get kind of sad when, when it's ending, which is totally normal. Um, or they get anxious that it's ending, and that's totally reasonable as well. But what I tell people is that this is not the end of, of treatment. This is the beginning of something um, new that can be such a uh, wonderful path of healing. It may involve further treatments down the line with ketamine, or, or it may not. And that's always planned out based on, on the individual. And so... There are some people that have classic treatment-resistant depression, and in that way, most of the time, people will require what we call maintenance or booster sessions with ketamine. And so when you're looking at ketamine from a medical model as, as a medicine, it, it has its immediate benefits, but at the same time, it requires a maintenance treatments to keep 
that benefit up specifically for treatment resistant depression. Um, for other diagnoses such as trauma, PTSD, anxiety, um, maintenance treatments may or may not be recommended. And again, it's just based on the individual and having having that, that conversation. When looking at ketamine therapy from a psychotherapeutic perspective, my main goal is that someone takes away something from this work that it enables them to create long-term changes in their life, be it the relationship with their own thoughts, uh, changing habits, rediscovering healthy habits, um, changing one's own relationships with, with loved ones, and in doing so, that will create a uh, long-term change that does not rely on ketamine, the medication. The other aspect is in doing uh, ketamine-assisted psychotherapy, um, doing it in a therapeutic way, you're helping someone understand the importance of self-care, of learning about oneself, of uh, looking within, uh, and in that way you're growing a lifelong practice. And that is why they call it a you know a spiritual practice, because it's something that we practice for the rest of our lives. So taking care of our mind is just like taking care of our body. Um, you know, if you leave your body um, to do its thing without exercise, without eating. Um, like healthy without um, taking care of it in that sense, the body will um, get get weaker um, and will uh, not not be as strong. Uh, its immune function will decrease, and so that's why we have to take care of our bodies with exercise and, and diet. And so the same thing is true for our mind. So we can have an initial treatment where we get in shape, whatever that looks like, and it's important to keep in shape in a way that feels um, right to, to the person. So a lot of times the foundation for that is traditional psychotherapy, where someone has their long-term therapist, that uh, ketamine is, is kind of not part of that plan, and so it's your traditional psychotherapy model where you see your therapist uh, once a week or every two weeks or sometimes you know once a month and that is a really good foundation for continuing the spiritual growth um, continuing the practice of looking within and understanding the relationship that you have with yourself and the relationship you have with your thoughts and with others and so one of the main things that i recommend to all my patients after they've completed a series of, of ketamine sessions is thinking about having a long-term uh, therapist. And so it's kind of this idea that I've talked about in previous podcasts of planting these seeds and beginning to grow this garden of self-care and this garden of understanding yourself and um, understanding your negative thoughts and understanding your anxiety and your fears, understanding your, your past, looking towards goals in the future. And it's about nurturing that, that garden. And so long-term psychotherapy uh, can be amazing for that. So yeah, for most clients, I always recommend having a long-term uh, therapist uh, as, they, as they move forward. And um, part of that plan can also be coming back for a series um, of booster sessions with, with the ketamine. And that may just be you know, one ketamine session 
uh, every month. Uh, for some people, it may be uh, quarterly. And for other people, it may be, you know, once a year or twice a year. Yeah, another way to think of it is when you uh, step outside of your doors, um, when you step outside of the therapist room or when you uh, leave the ketamine session, um, life has a way of immediately, like, throwing mud upon you in terms of uh, stressors or whatever you're dealing with. Um, and, uh, like, having, like, your spiritual practice is a way of being able to, like, clear that, that mud off of you in a way. Um, and so some people uh, like to come back to have their booster sessions with ketamine because it really, um, people have said it just feels like you're able to just have a really more deeper cleanse, create um, the space of being able to um, breathe with your own thoughts, creating space and a, and a quicker time to be able to reflect on, on your thoughts um, and kind of have, have that reset. And so kind of like a deep cleanse of all the uh, mental mud that's, uh, that's put on us um, from, from life, uh, basically, just dealing, dealing with life. And uh, life is hard. And so um, having that, that schedule of maintenance ketamine treatments has been really helpful for, for a lot of uh, clients. And um, that's not uh, like mandatory, and it's not something that everyone needs. Um, and some people are able to have those deep cleanses with other ways of caring for themselves. And so if that's uh, exercise or retreats, uh, meditation, uh, breath work, whatever it may be. Um, and ketamine can just be another like tool in that toolbox of, of self-care. And so to sum that all up again, people with more of your traditional treatment-resistant depression, um, they likely will need to have ketamine um, part of their ongoing uh, maintenance because the effects of ketamine usually um, will diminish over time. And so that's why having those maintenance treatments is important for them. Uh, but other people who are coming in for, for different problems that aren't necessarily treatment-resistant depression, um, people may uh, need booster sessions every now and then, or they, they may not. And so again, the idea with the therapy is you are learning about yourself and changing the relationship with your mind so that so that when you re-engage with life, the benefits are longer lasting um, because you've changed your perspective in a way. So what are the other things that people can do to help nurture the, the garden uh, of their mind after ketamine treatment uh, is quote unquote finished? And so yeah, the big things, uh, always go, going back to the foundation of one's, one's health uh, is diet, um, exercise, uh, meditation is, is really great. Um, so what I tell people is uh, meditation is also a way to help create that space um, to, to look at your, your thoughts and look at your mind. Ketamine kind of um, is, a sh is a shortcut to that, but um, what I tell people is like, you want to be able to find ways to create mini quote-unquote ketamine sessions uh, like in your daily life that don't involve any psychedelic at all and that can be with, with meditation. Um, so having a um, regular meditation practice it has just been shown to be really great in terms of uh, maintaining the, that garden and taking care of yourself. Uh, I provide people with uh, playlists if they re request it. The, um, some of the playlists that we use during the ketamine therapy, uh, people will uh, find a quiet space in their home and turn the lights down and put headphones on and just listen to the same playlist 
that they listened to while they were uh, with the ketamine. And it's, it's amazing how just hearing the music can induce uh, a state similar to as if you like had, had the ketamine. So people will reserve time out of their calendar to maybe do like a listening session with the music uh, once a month. And I feel like that really um, allows them to, to have that, that tranquility in that space. And journaling is also something that, that really helps people continue um, to work on, on their spiritual practice. Uh, doing retreats, um, doing yoga, uh, doing art. And so finding things that, that connect to these, these values that you hold dear in your life, um, like playful values of, of connection, um, creativity, curiosity, finding those type of things and um, reinvigorating those in, into your life. I don't know, is that a, even a verb? I just made the, reinvigorating yourself. <laughs> and yeah, so another th great thing is reconnecting with uh, your friends and family, those people that lift you up, that give you positive vibes. Uh, there's really nothing like the medicine of, of our fellow humans who just are awesome people and, and the, you know, lift us up and uh, being close to them and reconnecting with them. And that can be such a, an amazing way to keep the spiritual practice uh, going. And so, yeah, so the idea is um, you have these initial s series of ketamine uh, sessions and part of the treatment is figuring out like where do you go from here and and so there's lots of ways to, to go about that, but having a plan that feels right to the individual in terms of nurturing that, that garden that you've created in terms of uh, taking care of yourself and of reflection, um, those are really important things to, to think about um, before you even begin the ketamine therapy. Um, I think a lot of people have the expectation that you just come, you get this treatment, and then that's it, like you're set for life. Um, and yeah, that's just not how it is because like I said, life will, will throw mud at you and so if you don't have a way to uh, cleanse yourself in a way daily that uh, gets some of that mud off and allows you to um, have space with your mind and take care of yourself, then life will catch up and then you'll just be carrying around a load of uh, mud <laughs> with you everywhere and then when, when a stressor hits, it can be overwhelming. And that's why it's so important to take care of ourselves. Um, and so, yeah, that was just kind of like a short little podcast to talk about. Um, like you've had ketamine therapy and ketamine treatments, and now what's the plan uh, moving forward? And so hopefully that kind of can answer some of those questions. Mm -hmm.